From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. Well, on The Mark Bishop Show, I thought we'd do a bit of a whip around and talk to our residents of uh, the chambers, you know, with everything that's been going on. Uh, so I'm going to ask Dave Perry, who's the president and CEO of the Oro Valley Chamber, of what's new, pussycat type thing. The last time I spoke with Dave, uh, it was a very positive uh, go-ahead with two senior care facilities, a self-storage facility, a spire at a resort, and all, all sorts of emphasis for the community. Where are you at now, David? And uh, have you been stopped at the brick wall? Uh, in some regards, yes, but in other regards, no, Mark. Here's an interesting piece of news is just today we learned that the University of Arizona has admitted its first class for the veterinary college, which is going to be located in Old Valley. They had more than 500 applications for 110 positions, oh. and that first class should be starting this August uh, right along Oracle Road in the Foothills Business Park in Oral Valley. So that's a piece of good news, and we all uh, like hearing something like that. And, and as you and I have talked, the future is bright. The challenge at the moment is to get to the future. And uh we're all facing similar straits across the community and the country, of course. Well, you know, if, as a president right now, um, it must be a heavy weight on your shoulders. I mean, you want to do so much for all of your members. What can you do right now? You know what we're doing right now, Marcus? We're just talking to them. We, we have a, a staff meeting every Monday, and my message is pick up the list and start calling folks and find out how they're doing and what we can do to help them. And so much of our service becomes that sort of granular one-to-one uh, service uh, model, if you will, which is what we've built the thing on. And and now more than ever, it's, it's what's important. And we're having some real success with that. Our members are, everybody wants to tell their story. You know, everybody wants to share what's happened to them. And they're also looking for what resources do you have? What connections can you make? Can you assist us with, uh, the pursuit of federal aid, all those kinds of things come up in these conversations. And we have a couple specific programs I'll speak to you about in a moment, but just touching the members and letting them know that we're here and that we can help them has been uh, positive and affirming. Well, I think from uh, from memory in the last time that we did have a chat, there was something like 538 active members uh, that's been growing all the time. And then you got slammed with this thing. And uh, uh, when did it start to really hit you? In March or February, would you think, with Oro Valley? I, I, I honestly remember the moment was uh, we have an ambassadors group that meets once a month. And I believe we met on March the 9th. And uh, I don't always go to those meetings, but they invited me to just come and speak with them. Actually, it was March the 11th. And um, I went into this meeting and just wanted to have a broad conversation. And immediately, the 10 members who were in the room turned their attention to coronavirus and started talking, uh, sharing their concerns, their fears. And I realized right then, I thought, oh, my gosh, i got to pay attention to this. And, mm. of course, right in that time frame is when it all snowballed for us with closures and shutdowns and you know, cancellations and 
and we've been paying attention to it full time ever since. Yeah, I mean, uh, you just landed a couple of big fish too. I mean, the Roche Tissues Diagnostics uh, just started to really kick off. I mean, what what do you do in a situation uh, when you start getting a million phone calls from small businesses in all around you, members of the chamber and so on, wanting uh, this advice, you know, what to do about the government scenario? Do you, do you have somebody on deck that has all of the answers? Because I believe it's a tricky business. It is a tricky business. And what we've done is we've gone to our financial institutions, Mark, and we've said, um, are you participating in SBA applications? Are you accepting uh, requests from previous people who weren't your customers, non-customers, to help them through the process? And then we get names and phone numbers and emails and contact information, and we share that with these small businesses, the micro businesses, Mark, that are feeling the pinch more than anyone, I might suggest, and have the least human and cash resources to deal with a crisis. And so those are the folks who have really come to us and said, what can you do? How can you help us? And making, you're right, making the the dance with government is never simple. Mm. And we're trying to help them through that process any way that we can. And we've had some successes. Our staff has been great at introductions and making connections and sharing um, anecdotal stories that might, you know, be illuminating to our members. We've done some webinars with the Small Business Development Center, which has its resources. So, you know, it's all hands on deck. Let's try every avenue we can to get some help for folks. Well, um, your offices must be closed, no doubt. So everybody's working remotely, including yes, you. I'm si- <laughs> that's right. I'm sitting here in my home office in Oro Valley with a beautiful view of Mount Lemon out my window. But it's been a <laughs> it's been an adjustment, to put it mildly. But yes, all of our folks are working at home right now. So if I'm a small business in the area, and I may not, you know, be a member of the chamber just yet, but maybe I'm thinking of it but I'm definitely within that region, what should I do? What should you do? Well, I always say I don't know how to run anybody's business, but I can connect people to information and resources that they may not be aware of, and we do that every day. Here's an example. Last week we had a board meeting, and one of our great board members, Tom Hebner, comes from Roche Tissue Diagnostics, which you spoke about. And Roche has developed a great system for coronavirus screening of its employees. And, you know, you walk in, you're going to work on campus, you have to stop at a tent, they take your temperature, they do screening, you know, they activate your badge to get in, and off to work you go. And and we have publicized that we have access to their protocols, if you will, the, the way that they go about doing that work. And I've had three requests just today from some of them big employers saying, hey, will you share what Roche is doing? What advice and tips do they have? You know, we're not the experts at the chamber, Mm. but we can connect you to the people who know what they're talking about. And that's our strength. That's what we do. Yeah, very much so. That sounds uh, very encouraging, doesn't it, what Roche is doing there? Oh, boy, yeah. They're, They're a leader in so many ways, Mark. And really, they're running full bore right now. You know, so many... So many businesses have been devastated by this crisis, but 
there are some that are busier than ever. I was on the phone with the town of Oro Valley this morning, and Walmart is trying to hire 50,000 people across our country, and they're trying to hire dozens and dozens of people right here in Oro Valley. And, you know, they're just slammed. They're super busy. And, and, you know, we're trying to connect those displaced workers with that opportunity, which is a decent job and, you know, really might be something for someone to explore. So we've got some good leadership among our major employers in the community, and they can teach all of us about how to proceed. Well, when it comes to that particular job there, the opportunity for work there that you mentioned, uh, is this listed on on the Chamber's site right now? What can people do? Can they apply literally with you, or how do they go about this? They they can find a link to it. You go to our website, orovalleychamber.com, and there's a link called News and Resources. And we have been putting tons and tons of links and suggestions and ideas on that site and everyone's welcome we have been posting the activities of both members and non-members in oral valley on that website because we're all in this together we're all connected whether you're a member of the chamber or not Mm -hmm. and we want everyone to get some thriving benefit out of what our activity is and you know we'll we'll try to help everybody at this crisis because you know we're not going to discriminate want to help all businesses be successful right now well that's it you know everybody is is saying it we're all in it together so i'm interested in this uh, roach uh, diagnostics thing they've come up with i mean do you know much about it at all or is it as well, good as the government one's doing at the moment or how can it affect all of us here i i think what they do is you you in my very limited understanding you're going to work you go into a tent where a professional will screen your temperature and ask you some questions about your activities and then deem if you're in adequate health to go into the workplace. And if you're not in adequate health, they have a protocol that suggests that you go home and you might take sick time or whatever it might be, but they are super sensitive about keeping their workplace free of people who are infected with the virus. And, You know, we've had a large landscaping company ask us about that protocol. They're putting hundreds of people out there every day. And we've had a a home care business has asked us about it, saying, what are they, how are we, what are they doing? Maybe we should adopt some of their practices. And, you know, think about it. Roche is a world leader in so Mm -hmm. many things, and they've got expertise and experience that we can all benefit by. Wow, it sounds amazing. Well, maybe... uh yeah, maybe they can uh, put some of that on your side, and uh, perhaps there's other companies that can, you know, make use of that, get the benefit that, of that. that. That's the idea, certainly. Particularly the bigger ones, anyway. All yeah. right, well, um, the best thing for anybody to do right now, then, is to utilize the Chamber's website and uh, stay in touch for news. Is there anybody else they can call other than yourself? Because you're doing it all. But <laughs> Well, no, you can just call me, and I can direct other people, and Go to my my email is dave at orovalleychamber.com, and I'm looking at it more than I should, honestly. May, may I share a couple other things that we're doing? Oh, Mark? by all means, please do, yes. We're very concerned about the restaurant business. As you know, mm. we have no in, in-house dining right now, so my staff has started a social media campaign that we call hashtag DinoVAZ. And what happens is, 
people go and get takeout or delivery from a restaurant, they might take a photograph of their food and then share that, share that, you know, that particular restaurant is open and here's what the food looks like. And just by participating, we're entering those participants in a weekly drawing for $25 restaurant cards that we've purchased from member businesses. And we're giving out three a week right now. And, you know, it doesn't take it. There's no entry cost. It's free to do. And, you know, we want to get attention paid to those restaurants that are hanging by a thread in some instances and want to just get a little more attention, a little more business to them to keep them going. The other thing that we're doing is our chamber and our our chamber foundation, we have a foundation, a 501c3. The boards of both of those organizations each agreed to kick in $5,000 apiece and we purchased grocery cards at Walmart. And we've purchased so far $10,050 in grocery cards. We got another $6,000 on order from donations. Mm. And what we're doing is we're purchasing grocery cards and we're giving them to our employers who have had to furlough or lay off people. And we're limiting it to seven per business. But you know, we've got hundreds of people who have lost jobs. And we want to get them some money to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's help coming from workers, unemployment insurance, rather, and from federal stimulus. But every little bit helps in a crunch. And it's just our small way of trying to get those folks to a rough spot and to help maintain the relationship between employer and employee so that when we get back on our feet again, they're still talking to each other and mm-hmm. still doing business so we can get up and running. That's really good. Well, I think what we'll do here too is I'll uh, send you the link of this. You can put it on your website, and uh, yeah. you know it'll repeat itself and help uh, help some others as well. All right, Dave. Well, look, uh, by all means, stay in touch with me. Let me know if there's anything uh, drastically new. All we can do right now is do what we're asked to do. And uh, uh, people, go to that site, the the Oro Valley. What is it again, please, Dave? It's orovalleychamber.com. Oro Valley Chamber, www.orovalleychamber.com. A lot of info on it, and uh, there could be something right there for you right now that could be helping you straight away. So, Dave, good on you, mate. Uh, President CEO of the Oro Valley Chamber doing a sterling job, and uh, thanks, mate. Keep it up, okay? Mark, thanks for your time and your interest, and you take care. Okay, goodbye now. Bye-bye. You are currently listening to The Mark Bishop Show, broadcasting from the Stuart Title Studio on Broadway in Tucson, Arizona. Back to the show. And as I said before on The Mark Bishop Show, what we're going to do is have a quick uh, whip around and and find out. I mean, it's a horrible time. We're all going through absolute murder. And, uh, you know, the chambers, gee, are they copying it hard at the moment? And henceforth, we've been, you know, speaking to Dave Barry just a second ago in relation to Oro Valley, all that they're doing and what they're up to. And now I'm fortunate enough to have Audrey Winters on the line with me. And uh, Audrey, of course, is the president and CEO of the Morano Chamber of Commerce. Hi there, Audrey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
good considering, you know, remote yeah, like everybody else yeah. at the moment. I miss my studio terribly and everybody coming in and sitting around the table. <laughs> oh, I so. bet. I bet. Well, I appreciate you doing this too. It's a well, it's, um, it's nice to be able to connect this way, at least. <laughs> at least we're we're lucky we can do that. And I would imagine yeah. too that you know you're not free flowing either. Do you work from the office or from home as well? We have um, shut the chamber down, and we are working from home right now. So we are doing the work at home. Yeah, thing too. You're doing so it as well. We have a, yeah, we have a small staff, but we also run the visitor center for the um, town of Marana. And that's located at the chamber. So we didn't want to have call cars outside thinking that we were open and expecting guests. So we just decided to shut it down and yeah. um, and work from home. Well, that's but we smart. Do have a, yeah. that's we smart. do have a kiosk outside of our, in our carport area where people can still pick up information about Tucson, um, maps, inf- obviously information about Marana too. So mm. um, they're, they're, we'll, we're still be, trying to be able to connect them. Well, I was going to ask you, how are you staying in touch with all of your members? What what actually are you doing? Uh, we're doing a couple of things. Obviously, the good old-fashioned emails. We are finding that our emails are getting lost amongst everybody else's emails. And obviously, their work emails. And since everybody's working a little bit differently, we've gone back to the old-fashioned way of picking up the phone and making phone calls. <laughs> so we've been calling our members, checking in with them. Some we haven't been able to reach. Um, just because they're not in the office um, or working different hours too. But the, most of the time we're just, you know, reaching through um, through phone calls, also our social media sites too. Mm-hmm. And you've met most of your members, well, all of your members, of course, of the different functions that the Chamber puts on. It's a very diverse range of business people, isn't it? We do. We do have a large, um, we have a lot of independent contractors, um, you know, and then we have our small businesses and our large corporations, and we don't just cover the Marana area. We, um, you know, have Tucson businesses, Vail, yeah. um, Green Valley, you know. So anybody that wants to be doing business in Marana is um, able to come to the, you know, be a part of the Marana Chamber. We are still doing our um, some of our committee meetings, and then our um, we do a fourth Tuesday mixer, and then a networking breakfast, and we've been doing those through Zoom. And we've been also offering some education Zoom opportunities to our member too, just to kind of keep them connected. And um, I know I'm probably by now everyone's tired of Zoom, but it's the best, one of the best ways to, to see people. Still. It is. It is at the moment. <laughs> yes. I, I still use the phones per se, but um, I am going to be expanding and uh, I'll be using Zoom. The problem with Zoom is that the, I can't have the length of time I want just at the moment. And uh, because I'm not doing enough to justify, but um, I'm going to be doing it because uh, I'm going into video as well. And add to that, I think it'd be nice if people can, you know, see each other on YouTube and also use it for social media. So we'll have both uh, Tucson Business Radio X from the audio component, but we'll be using other channels for video as well. And that'll be good that way. Mind you, I do get a lot of clients and people that say, no, I don't want to go on camera. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, it's like that. Well, now Zoom is so fancy is that you can put a cool background up or put a a glamour (laughs) shot picture or something. So it doesn't have to be yours. But what I like, too, is that, you know, you get to kind of 
feel people because they're in their home usually. And mm-hmm. so you're, you kind of get a sense of, you know, of who they are more too. Well, so. yeah, you've got to be careful what you have behind you. I've noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the barking dogs or if you have kids and all of that kind yeah, of stuff. It's real. So. I'll give it that. I, li- I love yeah. the beach background personally with the palm yes, trees. Yes. I, I, miss, I miss the oceans terribly. I can tell you, I yeah. love Tucson, but you know, I miss the ocean. Yeah. Um, you had a couple of noticed on your calendar. Uh, I was on it this morning online. You had a couple of, uh, coming up, didn't you? In the next week or two, I think you had two events. Of course, you've probably had to cancel those. Yes. So actually this Thursday was supposed to be our state of the town. So we have canceled it, you know, for now we're hoping to reschedule, um, towards the end of the year, you know, um, later in the fall, just mm-hmm. depending on what things are, you know, we're looking at and how we can meet. We might have to do, you know, a different a different way of doing a state of the town too, you know, maybe just meet in a smaller group and then again have it, you know, via video or and so forth too. So we did have to postpone that and then um, some of our larger um, luncheons too. Mm. That well, we're not able to do. You don't know what to think, do you? Because you see them uh, even in the White House and the press belly there, uh, six feet apart and so on, and then mm-hmm. you hear other people say ten feet apart, and then I mean. It'd be very difficult to run a function with everybody wearing masks, wouldn't it? You know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, um, but that might be the way that we, you know, are doing business now, and people are getting very creative with their masks too. So yes, they are. that might be the be the way to do it. But we are starting to, in you know, in guidance with what the White House has put out and what the the governor is going to be putting together. We're going to start working on a a plan to, you know, start working on recovering and what that looks like, what are our businesses are thinking, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially some of ours that, you know, have that interaction that they've had to, you know, to change and pivot somewhat. So we're looking at maybe, you know, like talking to a lot of our bankers and um, restaurant people and, you know, how do we, how do we help support them once they do? Yeah are well, able to start opening up too. So well, we're putting a focus group together for that. that that's good. That's good. But it's funny uh, you should bring up about the restaurants and the workers. Uh, I interviewed um, Jim Cook this morning, the owner oh, and founder of, um, uh, you know, Samuel's, um, what's it called, Down at the Beer. Um, anyway, uh, he started this thing with, of course, the raising the money and funds for the workers and uh, and restaurants and uh, you know that uh, that fund um, is something over a couple of million dollars now. And, oh wow! And uh, workers uh, who may hear this but didn't hear that, you're welcome to go to Tucson Business Radio X, and you'll be able to uh, to hear the interview on the Mark Bishop show of how to apply. I think it's up to a thousand dollars you get. Oh wow, that's nice. And that helps, doesn't it, with a car payment and and maybe some rent or even just food or because they they're missing out terribly. The restaurants have been hit. Uh, Samuel Adams, there we go. And okay. um ask the old subconscious it'll pop in. <laughs> okay, yeah, well we can definitely I'll definitely get yeah. on there and I'll um share it with our with our members and stuff too because that's yeah. great information and there's so many goodness good things that are coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I I just hate that that we have to do things like this, but there are so many good things that are coming out and people really coming together. And um, I know it's a slow process, you know, getting people the relief that they need, but it is, it is coming together. So, and it's just individuals, you know, like that company that 
start something and pretty soon it's taken off and well, it's it actually helping people. Yeah, he so. started it back on March 18th, actually, um, in Massachusetts. And uh, uh, the original restaurant, it's called the Restaurant Strong Fund. Okay, sure. Restaurant Strong Fund. In fact, I'll give you the website too. Okay. That will help because any of yeah. your uh, people can go straight to it. Dub, dub, dub. That's www.restaurantstrong.org. All right, it's all one word, Restaurant Strong. Okay. Uh, and, and he's tied up with the Greg Hill Foundation. They're the people, you know, getting it out there. But the beauty of it was it started back east, but now it's gone to 19 additional states. And we talked about Arizona. So, you know, we're in the ball game too. Good. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's great. So there we go on that. Now, I well, want to ask nice you. That, sorry, go on. Go ahead. Well, it's just nice that they don't probably have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and, you know, <laughs> go through. Well, there's a bit of application, but it's not heavy, I believe. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it's, that's what's nice that, you know, it's, if they're making it, you know, somewhat easy for yeah, them. It is, but it can't last forever. I think it's going through to April 30, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, that's the only okay. thing. and um, But, you know, he's got faith in the industry. He believes a lot will be back. He knows it's tough for a lot of others. I mean, you know, he's been a businessman. He started, you know, Samuel Adams and his kitchen table. And, uh, oh, did he? Oh, wow. He's, he's been there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But it's it's terribly tough. And, and of course, in your neck of the woods, you know, you've got some great restaurants. But how many have closed down? Do you know as a matter of interest? So one of our – and it's um, – they they had two locations, so their main Tucson location is still open, but they had to close their their Marana location, and it was a larger facility. And what their focus was is bringing you know like um, families together, and so they had a very large footprint, and so they just weren't able to do it. I mean, most of their business was based on catering and events because um, they did have a, an outdoor space, and then they had a little meeting room, and so like after, you know, like say a soccer game or a baseball game or something, the whole team would go there and eat. Yes. So, you know, they just couldn't survive. They just weren't getting enough takeout business. They were getting takeout business and people mm -hmm. were ordering and, and all of that. It just wasn't enough. And again, they had a couple of big events, mm -hmm. you know, to help support that location. And it just, it just wasn't working. So I know of one restaurant that has definitely closed their, their doors for good. Um, a couple of them have closed but hope to reopen mm -hmm. um, once this is passed. Again, they have a large footprint in their in their um, location, and it just they, – they take out – people were doing it, but it just wasn't enough. No, so no. So they had to – yeah. No, that's a fallacy, people it. thinking, oh, well, can't they go take out and, you know, they haven't got as many staff, so therefore they should be able to save a little bit. It doesn't quite work that way. Uh, as it is no, tight margins yeah. in restaurants, but exactly, you know, what, what about other uh, forms of business? What are you finding with the members? Um, uh, who are the ones that are fortunate enough to be still full bore out there, busy working? Have you heard of any so, of those? Yeah. Yeah. So there's quite a few that are still, you know, busy. So like your, 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 um, electricians, your plumbers, your, um, your service workers, you know, as far as, you know, contract work and things like that are still busy. Right. Um, I have spoken with some of the real estate people and they seem to still, you know, they are, they're doing their showings virtually now. So yeah. you can get on and you can, you know, do a, a showing virtually, which has been working um, for them too. And some of our, even our apartment complexes too, they're doing their bookings virtually now. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, Interesting. So those types of businesses are are doing pretty, you know, are doing fair. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're not raking in the dough, of course, but um, IT support. So anybody that you know ha- doesn't currently have their own in-house IT that has to use somebody outside, they're doing well. Obviously, your your CPAs, your lawyers, they're they're doing excellent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and insurance uh, too, pretty busy at the moment. Insurance, yeah, ways. yeah. So, uh, and, and not just, um, you know, mm-hmm. your commercial insurance too, because, you know, a lot of times people think, oh gosh, you know, I can't even, um, you know, I can't even pay my, my staff. How am I going to pay my insurance? And so, and that's been a nice thing too. A lot of insurance companies are, are working with, um, their businesses to make sure that they're, they're still insured, yes. um, to some level that they don't let that policy lapse. No, no, that's important. Well, um, before we go, Order, is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, any of the listeners, members at all from Morana? From Morana, yeah. I mean, if there's anything that you need from us, please give us a call. We, you know, even though we're working from home, we are answering, you know, we had our phones direct, um, sent to, you know, someone's cell phone. So if there is somebody answering the phone, um, email us, um, let us know if there's, you know, if there's things that we can do to help you in our e-blast. It's getting very, very long, but we're putting information in there. Um, you know, if you're running any specials, if you're needing something, you know, let us know and we'll get it out to our members. So just know that we're still here working for you. Okay. And the number for them to call, well, there's a couple of things. You've got a good website. So what's that address for starters? Okay. It's um, ranachamber.com. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could even remember that. <laughs> Moranachamber.com. All righty. Yeah. And um, that's .com, not .org. Yeah, .com. Yeah, .com. Okay. Yeah. And the phone number yeah. that's being used now is what? 520-682-4314. All right. 520-682. And the last four. Four. Four three one four. Four three one four. Fabulous. Audra Winters, also, ladies and oh, sorry, Audra, go on. I'm sorry, just one more. And if you, you know, call your legislators right now, your senators, your congressmen, and urge them to continue to support our businesses. Um, you know, passing this additional funding and, and so forth too. They need to hear from us more than ever now. Great. My word, they do. All right. Thank you. Uh, excellent, and and thank you for taking the time out. I know you're very busy bringing us up to speed with uh, Miranda Chamber, Audra no. Winters, who is the president and CEO of the Miranda Chamber. What a marvelous job! Thanks again, Audra. We'll talk thank to you another you so time. Much. I really appreciate it. You've you got take it. care. All right. Okay. Bye bye. You are currently listening to the Mark Bishop Show, broadcasting from the Stuart Title Studio on Broadway in Tucson, Arizona. Back to the show. Well, we've had great chats on our whip around, and now it's a very busy lady, our president and CEO of the Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce here in Tucson, Amber Smith. Hi, Amber. How are you doing? I'm well, Mark. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you. You too. Everybody else working remotely, and no doubt you're doing the same, yes? Yes, absolutely. have been working from home about a month now. So your chamber too actually closed down, no skeleton staff, nothing, just, just doors closed? Uh, that's correct, as of March 16th. Okay, so what are you doing to just stay in touch with members? We are mirroring what many of our businesses are doing. We have uh, daily Zoom meetings with either our chamber members or with staff 
and it's kept us very well connected. Yeah, that's a good thing. Everybody seems to be doing that. They've, uh, I think their shares have skyrocketed in this last month or so. Huh? I'm sure. Yeah, and um, what have you found? Uh, anything? Any feedback mainly from lots of the businesses? How they're coping? What they're going through? What, what have you found mostly from them? Uh, we've heard uh, two primary concerns of businesses. Our first would be cash flow. That's not unexpected. I mean, based on the way that uh, our federal government partners have uh, come up with different relief programs, it's really to address that immediate concern. And then the second issue is morale. Uh, morale and keeping themselves and family members safe while also trying to either run a business or stay employed. It's really that uh, uncertain world out there that's creating a lot of um, concern. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's in the back of the mind, isn't it? I mean, it's not easy to get rid of. Lots of businesses are still busy, depending on what they are, of course. It's certainly... Uh, you know, uh, as with the other chambers, a lot of the restaurants are copying it, of course, but, uh, you know, very hard. But there are businesses in the service industry that are keeping busy the best that they can. So I guess their morale's up a little more than others. Correct. I think it's also the collision between uh, the professional life and the personal life and trying to uh, juggle both of those worlds fairly. I think you had a couple of um, events uh, coming up uh, too, didn't you? That by you know now you would have had to cancel. Uh, correct. Um, right now, the state of the city remains postponed. Um, we right now have not made a decision to cancel it. However, we do recognize that it is going to um, be held, and I think a different way than it has in the past. And then secondarily, our U of A athletics function uh, has been canceled. The university uh, right now is largely uh, closed. Yeah. Well, there's two, there's two big ones right there, you know, that you were looking forward to doing and counting on. So any rough dates down the track that, uh, well, it would be hard, wouldn't it? You can't even really put a date on anything. No, no, we cannot. Um, you knew, of course, about the um, Samuel Adams uh, Fund, didn't you, for uh, for those that have worked in the hospitality, hotels, uh, you know, servers or uh, people who work in restaurants and so on. Uh, and in case you didn't, I wanted to share with you, I was speaking with him this morning and that thing has gone to 20 states, including Arizona. So, you know, any members of the chamber that have family or relatives who work in the industry, they, um, they in fact, can get up to $1,000 in support here from the fund. And um, it was uh, started up by the Boston Beer Company, uh, Jim Cook. And it's, it's uh, really, you know, called the Restaurant Strong Fund. And it's raised over a couple of million dollars. I don't think it goes for much longer than uh, the end of April, though, Amber. But... Um, if people go online and they go to the restaurantstrong.org, www.restaurantstrong.org, uh, they can actually apply for some help there. So uh, I know with the Metro Chamber, there's uh, quite a lot of members, and uh, maybe that might help some of uh, their family or themselves for that matter. So they can do that. We've heard of a lot of 
benevolent efforts like that. And I think the more we hear along those lines, the improvement in morale we will continue to see. Yes, yes, it lifts everybody. It's, uh, it's been a wonderful exercise in people pulling together, if nothing else. What's, what's your take on, you know, some of the stuff that's going on, um, even uh, politically perhaps? I mean, uh, do you think we'd be back to work uh, soon or how do you see us here in Tucson? I think that there will be some relief for certain industries beginning the first of the month. However, it is likely to be a phased-in approach, and business will certainly look different than it did formerly. Offices, businesses, manufacturers, all are going to have to start thinking about what does social distancing look like in the workplace and create a more permanent structure that allows for that. And in addition to that, many have learned that their offices and their operations function through off-site and telecommuting. So I believe policies will be updated to allow for that in a more permanent capacity. And do you get many of the businesses asking for your advice on which way to go with this? We are starting to get those questions, absolutely. So we will start creating some best practices that we learn from some of our large corporate members that have resources and activities um, that were ahead of the curve during all of this. Mm -hmm. Folks like Cox Communications, they were doing telecommuting weeks in advance of, of when it started to become more the norm. So we'll rely on partners like that and learn what their best practices are so that we can evolve that for our small and mid-sized businesses. Well, you work very hard with your team at the Metro Chamber to do a lot of work in our fair city for businesses, both uh, brand new coming into town, and uh, it must be tough for them at the moment, any newbies, you know, just wanting to start up when, when all this hit the wall. You know, absolutely. One of those members in particular is Chef Chic, longtime caterer in the community, and that's how she was a member of our chamber under that. And she just opened a brick-and-mortar restaurant a few months ago. So yes. certain, those situations have us really concerned. That's right. And uh, I remember meeting her as well because, um, yes, that's right. She was about she just about to open that and uh, was going to do some travel dinners too from memory in that's different correct. parts of the world. That's yes, That's right. She already has that model in place, which... Uh, which is great, and that actually raises a, a good point as well. Is In that case, that's Wendy Gauthier, and part of her business model prior to COVID were these prepackaged meals for busy households like, like mine or some that may just not enjoy cooking. They can go pick up, have delivered from her, her uh, at the time, catering facility, these prepackaged dinners, and then put it in the oven, cook it, and you have your gourmet meal there at a, at a reasonable price. So mm. what that meant for Wendy, she's able to innovate and evolve through COVID because she already had that structure in place. Yes, that was an easier one. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's what we're looking for is other businesses are going to have to get creative as well in coming out to come up with those type of innovations. So where do you see us, you know, from a visionary point of view? When, to make a statement like that is very sound. 
And then you get thinking, well, hang on a minute. What does she mean? How are we going to get creative? What, what do we need to do? We, we can't deliver food, you know. Right. So what sort of things come to mind? Can you, can you share any of that? Of the different innovations? Yeah, just as a matter of interest. Well, I know that Ventonic Canyon Resort, they have started a food delivery program um, for some of their uh, – they do have some patrons there staying at the hotel that are doing their quarantine at the hotel. So they've had to really adjust their services as well. Uh, and figure out how they can uh, build their clientele and then serve those that are there as well. Mm. Well, there you go. I'm just, you know, I'm sort of visualizing a room with everybody sitting way apart from each other, of course, but having to come up with new concepts, new ideas, new ways that they never have to think of before. You know, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I think one service that... Um, made me think of our uh, our knowledge at noon we had earlier, our car dealerships. Uru, I don't know if they're going to do this because I, I didn't tune in, honestly. But what they were discussing is how to maintain your car during COVID. Well, I would think an innovative idea and program for them is to be working with fleet vehicles. And this is probably something that Mr. Carwash will start thinking about, is working with those fleet vehicle um, companies and making sure to sanitize them. Uh, to the COVID-19 standard. Yes, that's a very good point. Yes, it's, uh, oh my word, you bring that to the fore indeed. Um, my son works in the industry for uh, Breakmasters um, as, as an assistant manager, and they've gone quiet too, but, but still busy enough because they've got to work. People need their cars on the road for uh, helping others, servicing others, uh, delivering. Oh, oh, you know, you can't drive a dangerous car. Um, you've, right. you've still got to have things fixed and done and, but the masks are on and the gloves are on and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's some more than others. And, uh, you know, we thank, we thank the people who have to do these, even the garbage guys, you know what I mean? They're, uh, uh, they're out there doing what they've got to do and we need them as well. So, um, the, the chamber, uh, has a, a newsletter as well. You, you have lots of communication things that you're doing. Can you share some of those before you head off? Well, we do have our daily knowledge at noon programs that historically have been things like how to get social media to work for you and how to save on your taxes and those type of topics. But something that we've added to our programming is mixers. And uh, to try to keep it social, we do have a bartender coming in that's going to mix drinks during that mixer, all during a Zoom call. <laughs> so we have that. Um, and, and two, really, it's our connections. That's really why uh, most businesses become chamber members, whether that is to build their book of business and connect with, you know, large groups of people, or perhaps it's, you know, you've been trying to target a couple of three businesses and you'd like to have that warm introduction. Yes. Well, well, you're still doing, you know, all of those services, but it's also connecting to resources and those experts that can really help lead companies uh, the way. It's really about uh, identifying those credible, knowledgeable partners through SBA or SBDC or, or those bankers that have really um, been building a, a fantastic reputation through this process. And we want to be able to continue to be that resource, uh, much like the grant program you just mentioned. 
uh, we get many of those uh, on our desk to communicate out, and we will we'll do that. We are also raising money through our partnership with Community Investment Corps, which uh, that is a nonprofit that has lending capabilities for small businesses, and they can offer interest rates and payback terms uh, that most any other bank cannot offer due to their due to their being a nonprofit. You know, so we're involved in on all of those places, and you know, you know that we've been actively working on workforce development efforts, and that's mm. where we're really shining right now. Is we do have our uh, platform stood up, connecting talent to open positions, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there looking for jobs. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful to know that there are companies looking for people. You know, so we're making mm. those connections as well uh, through Pipeline AZ. Well, that's great. So I, I guess then I should say, uh, for anybody listening now, the best thing for them to do is go where? Straight to the Chamber's website? That's right. And would you like to share that? Yep, www.tucsonchamber.org. There you go. That's simple enough. So everything's on that. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're not registered to get newsletters and what have you and emails do so because then you'll you'll be kept right up to date with latest information and things that they got going they work very hard the metro chamber here in tucson and they do a lot of good for the community so we've got to support them too you know all right amber thanks for i know you're busy thank you so much for your time appreciate it you're most welcome amber smith ladies and gentlemen the president and ceo of the tucson metropolitan chamber you are currently listening to The Mark Bishop Show, broadcasting from the Stuart Title Studio on Broadway in Tucson, Arizona. Back to the show. Well, here's a lady that's been uh, quite busy. I think that would be an understatement. She's been uh, uh, the chamber administration uh, who's been really leading this particular chamber for some time now. I'm referring to uh, George Ellis, and um, I'm talking about the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Hi there. How you doing? Joe. Mark, this is Isabel George Ellis. <laughs> yes, Isabel, Isabel. How can I forget a name like that? Isabel, um, you haven't had a president for some time. You've been doing this wonderful job with the Hispanic Chamber. Very busy chamber. Uh, you're always up to a lot of things doing, you know, God knows what when you can normally. But as we're finding out with this uh, particular time that we're all going through, everybody's had to improvise mm-hmm. and improvise. Boy, so what is the chamber? What have we been up to the best that you can in relation to your members of the Hispanic Chamber? Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, first off, for the opportunity to to talk to you and share a little bit, uh, not just about the chamber, but our members. We have been very busy since um, the changes happened with uh, COVID-19. Uh, I'd say um, our our best action was to move to virtual right away and, um, you know, push ourselves to be there for our members to um, and help them pivot as well to figure out quickly how to do business, especially for small business community, it's, it's, it's so important uh, to uh, be able to operate where they could, uh, but also even to adjust as we started to see restrictions come into play and, and still help a certain organizations navigate and, and still operate. It's candidly still at a minimum for many, but, um, you know, keeping some people employed is, is important. My word. Now, you've had a lot of events, as with the other chambers, you've had to cancel for now, live events. 
Um, just yeah. refresh me about a couple of those that you had planned. In case anybody's listening that, uh, you know, they, and people actually still ask me, I mean, are these things still on? Can you sit 10 feet apart? You know, can we still go to these dues? It is still confusing for a lot of people. You know, can I yeah, wear a sure. mask and not wear a mask? I mean, you know. So what's the deal with the chamber? What are you doing? Well, we're complying with all the uh, state regulations. We're, uh, you know, we're not allowed to come together with more than 10 people. We have, um, we've benefited the fact that we have a very small team. So we're each um, working in our respective roles. Um, at minimum in the office, we're not open, but we are available through all our phone lines and our emails. And so um, we are accessible. Uh, but uh, yes, you're right. Uh, events were canceled. One of our biggest events, you know, events from the spring is the Head Over Heels Women's Business Conference. It was canceled mm. um, and is being rescheduled for the fall. Uh, but we will be like many other organizations conducting a lot of activities, hopefully, in, in the fall, including that and some of our bigger ones, like our Noche de Exitos, you know, Gala and Binational Awards, our 40 Under 40 Breakfast Awards, you know, things that, you know, our community has come to expect and, you know, be excited about. So, so yes, we're going to be, like many other organizations, figuring out how to make it happen and, and, and engage in the months to come, depending on, you know, what changes within, you know, this time that we're in and, and what we're experiencing. It's going to be a busy fall, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. For I think, one, because people will be excited to have activity and be able to engage. Uh, but, two, I, I'm sure, like many other organizations, we're all reflecting on what that will look like. What does it mean? You know, you just mentioned a couple of things. When, you know, because right now I think that's where we need to put our energies on is how do we look towards the future and how do we operate with, uh, you know, the potential of, you know, a resurgence in mind? Does that mean, you know, for restaurants, how do they, you know, set up their, their, their spacing in their businesses and tables, you know, the distance between them? I mean, six feet apart is still the expectation, but once, you know, businesses start to operate, you know, what does that look like? And I think if you get out into the community, even on a limited basis, you, you are starting to see some of these little changes happen, you know, where you can see the spacing, where you can see, you know, how I think a great example is groceries. They're, you know, how they're setting up directions, you know, mm -hmm. redirecting traffic and making sure it's all one way so that it kind of keeps people mindful of how not to come too close to each other. I think we're going to see a lot of those little tweaks in everything that we do. And as, as a chamber, I think our job is to help our small business community and our other partners, community partners, think about that and talk about it and help brainstorm and figure out how we can support. The Hispanic Chamber, um, from what I can see, when things are normal, you have a lot of events on, always going, always doing. Roughly how many members would you have now? Um, we are about 1,500 strong in throughout Tucson and through our affiliates in southern Arizona. Uh, so we do. We serve a large community. And, you know, uh, right now what we're doing is helping keep those um, members, you know, front of mind. We're leveraging all our social media, all our resources of communication to help bring attention to them you know, what they're experiencing during this time, what they're, you know, what they're doing to overcome and even to, you know, sharing experiences about mm -hmm. how they're trying to leverage 
all the resources that have come out through the CARES Act. Out of that, uh, that's a lot, 1,500. Out of all mm-hmm. of those members, are the majority small businesses? Uh, yes, the, the majority are. Uh, so, you know, we have a nice cross-section of small businesses, nonprofits. You know, we serve, we serve um, all businesses of all types. But I would say, yes, the majority are small. Mm. Mm, nonprofits as well. Yeah, I guess some of mm-hmm. those, they're hurting too at the moment in a lot of ways as well. Yeah. No, well, um, it's gone. Go ahead. You were saying. I, I apologize. I was just going to say, yes, the, you know, COVID-19 didn't, didn't um, what is it? Um, excuse anybody from this. Everybody's affected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all it's just filters down the line. And I would imagine that you'd have a um, an extensive amount of restaurants too uh, within the group of the Hispanic Chamber. Absolutely. We have we serve a lot of restaurants and you know again very small startups and you know we have an array from people that had just opened their doors like months before to people who have you know businesses that have been there for years for 30 on years you know um, mm-hmm. that we are trying to support and help you know keep the word out that they're open that they're operating even if it's at minimal capacity they are still trying to keep their doors open many were many were impacted with you know um, product you know when you think about it a, a restaurant was ready to operate and suddenly they can't they had all this this produce and everything else that they they had they had to sell get rid of or else it was going to spoil so mm-hmm. so yes mm-hmm. we were really trying to support them through this process along with everybody else because we did have quite a few other members that you know asked for support and in, 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 in sharing what they did and how they did it so you know they, they're just the most probably visible one because we could all feel it but but, you know, there's many businesses impacted. Mm. It's an interesting chamber. One would tend to think in the beginning when you hear about it, the Hispanic chamber, that uh, it's mainly all its members would be Hispanic and and speaking Spanish when that's not the case at all. No, no, you're right. They're not. Um, we're a bilingual, bicultural environment in, you know, city. And so, yes, our members are both English and Spanish speaking. And um, I think what sets us apart is that if you want to do business with the Hispanic community, we are a good resource for that. If you want to get engaged with the Hispanic community, you know, then yes, we, we should we should be talking. We should look for ways not only to become a member but to collaborate because we help you reach that community, and you know, because we can basically navigate anywhere, you know, mm. and we can serve anywhere. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Now, just explain again, uh, when you talk about affiliates in that terminology with reference to a chamber, how does that work? Uh, basically, we have, we're represented um, throughout Southern Arizona with the Ambos Nogales Chamber, which is an affiliate of the Tucson Hispanic Chamber. Our uh, recently renamed uh, Southeast Hispanic Chamber, which actually comprises Sierra Vista and all the outlying smaller communities um, like Douglas, um, uh, Benson, you know, Bisbee, uh, Tombstone, you know, all Wilcox. We're all over Southeast now mm. in, as a region. Wow. So, That's a uh, lot of territory, kind of, isn't it? That's a lot it, of mileage. It is. <laughs> it is. And we have a wonderful representative down there, Dan Valle, who, who really covers that entire area and does a wonderful job with those communities. So we're very fortunate. 
That's marvellous. And anybody can join the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce here in Tucson, can't they? Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. there's a lot of it. Well, you know, I, I guess it must be challenging for the board to think, well, gee, where do we go? You know, what do we plan for this year? What uh, We don't know. Everybody's sort of in, in, in nowhere land, you know, because normally the board is full on the wall. You've got a plan in advance at least six months, if not 12. <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything's banking up, isn't it? You know, there's not going to be enough days in a week to catch up, even if we can get out there. I, I think um, we are among many who are sitting down, re-strategizing and looking at how we operate for the future. And definitely our board, you know, um, play an active role in that. Um, I'm very fortunate to have an incredible board who, uh, really is engaged and, you know, is connected in different areas in the community, bring different talents. So, um, yes, I would absolutely say that's something that we're all doing is brainstorming and looking at the next six months and what we have to do. And then, you know, how do we come out of it on the other end? Still being able to not only operate, but to really do what our mission is, which is to support and advocate for small business. Now, Isabel, um, what was my question? Oh, how's your little doggy doing? <laughs> You've got a little Shih Tzu, haven't you? I think from memory. I do uh, a very feisty little Shih Tzu, and she she likes to be heard. So I had to I had to maneuver quickly to make sure from, <laughs> you didn't hear her. <laughs> I think from memory, uh, it was a funny little name. Like uh, I know Manita, which represented yes. being uh, it was uh, Spanish for little doll. Is that right? Little doll. There you go. Uh, I call my little darling my little doll too. So there we go. Oh, do you? Okay. (laughs) Now, what do you have? I have a mixed breed. Believe me, it's a long story. (laughs) Listen, um, the best website now for the chamber. There's a lot of stuff on it, right? People can read about. Okay. Ah, yes, there is. Thank you. And the address for that? uh, It's the www.tucsonhispanicchamber.org. And you'll find resources for um, all of the, anything regarding right now, obviously current events, but also to um, how you can uh, tap into some of the other resources that we have, like our uh, webinars for um, COVID-19, you know, obtaining uh, Mm -hmm. COVID funds. We also have our micro business um, launch pad where we are helping. And actually right now we're very active helping uh, small businesses either, um, you know, learn and, and develop uh, best hmm. practices so that they can operate um, and also get ready for the, re, you know, reopening of business, as well as Women's Center of Excellence, where we provide leadership training and development for women in business, women who own businesses. Um, those are among some of the activities that we have. All right. Fabulous work, Isabel. Uh uh, Isabel Georgelis, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here on the Mark Bishop Show on Tucson Business Radio X. And uh, Isabel, I wish you luck. I know you're going for that role. I don't know what's wrong with him. You should be there already, to be honest. I mean, you run the joint. You're a marvelous uh, administrator and, and a terrific creative marketer as well. So my vote's for Isabel, president of the Hispanic Chamber. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Mark. That's very kind. Thank you for talking to us. We hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anything all I can right. do at all bye to bye. help, you got it. Goodbye. Thank you.
Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, there we go. We've spoken to all the presidents now and leaders of the big chambers here in Tucson and Orlando Valley, Marana. They've all got the same issues, same problems, but look at the work and the effort that they're doing for the businesses, for you, the public. It's wonderful. And a credit to them all. Support your local chamber. They are business. They represent business and they represent you and I. One way or another, one of our family members is in business and we all need to be in the chamber. Think about that. Thanks for joining me. This is Mark Bishop on Tucson Business Radio X, and I'll be back soon.